0: Welcome to Buccaneers Insider Live, presented by Miller Lite, Casey Phillips, and Scott Smith here. And this is our final one of these before training camp is officially underway. So ready. You are ready? So ready. See ya.
1: Think you can be ready for training camp. Oh,
0: well, I mean, I'm ready in terms of like I'm excited to finally oh, have some stuff okay. to talk about, but yeah, no one's ever ready for the schedule. Right. That I mean, comes. It, you and
1: I you can't really complain. I mean, oh, a little yeah. more work, but whatever. But those players, they're about to start working out in that. Incredible yeah, when heat. I complain about
0: standing in the heat and yeah. they're running in it, it is d- a little bit. That's what I mean. Ridiculous. I don't
1: think they can really be ready. I think you just have to, it just happens, and then it takes a couple days to get acclimated. And That's then, very then true. you're in camp, I don't think you can come ready.
0: Especially some of the guys that have never been down in yeah. Florida before that they've played for all these northern teams. and then Some it's of like, them were oh. talking
1: about that in the uh, spring when we'd have some hot days and they're like, you haven't seen anything yet.
0: But yeah, that's pretty great. About to. Uh, so as always, we will be taking your questions and we get those from Facebook, so if you're not already watching there, head over to the Facebook page and comment underneath our live video. If you have any thoughts, comments, questions about anything Bucks related or the season coming up uh, and as we let some of those start rolling in, we wanted to start off with some of the roster moves that were yeah. made so in case people haven't heard about that, yep. let them know what's going on there. Well,
1: it was quiet for so long. The last roster move before this week was, I believe, the release of Jr. Sweezy on June 29th and that's that, that's what happens. Most of July is usually very quiet in terms of personnel moves. But then right before camp, there's a little bit of massaging of the roster that has to happen. Every team does it. Um, mostly names you haven't heard of before. In this case, the Bucks had two open spots because of the Maurice Fleming uh, release and then J.R. Sweezy. And you're never going to go to camp without filling all the spots you have available to you. Every single one of them is uh very valuable so it was no surprise the two guys signed were Josh Liddell a safety from Arkansas they're both undrafted rookies we actually had him briefly signed him right after the draft but then after the rookie minicamp there was a couple guys that stood out that we wanted to sign and he got released but good for him he's back and then also uh the other one was Keontae Anderson who had he's a rookie who didn't get drafted and hadn't as of yet been signed anywhere out of East Carolina so that's interesting he was a linebacker in their defense in 2016, he had transferred from another college, and then uh, he moved to defensive end last year, and it, it seemed to be a good fit for him. He had, like, four and a half sacks. So. Interesting. Probably be... know, about 6'4", 260, probably, you know, a ed, fast edge ed, ed rusher. Edge rusher, That's there we go. not hard to say. <laughs> and then the other bit of news, actually, um, it's funny because I tweeted this out, and it actually got some negative response, and I, I think it's actually good news. Kendall Beckwith was placed on active – NFI non-football injury list because of that an- that ankle injury he suffered in the uh, car accident in April, um, which was unfortunate. He was a passenger in the car. I mean, as the coaches said at the time, we're just happy that's that's the worst of
0: that's it. That's all that it happened. It could
1: have been yeah. a lot worse. So, of course. Um, so you knew it was pretty clear he wasn't going to be ready for the start of training camp. So th- that's not news. Putting him on active NFI is probably good news because it means they think it's likely that he'll return at some point before the start of the season. The only reason you do it, because if you're on active NFI, you still count against the 90-man roster. So you might say, well, then why bother? What's right. the point? Because you can be activated from any, at any time, and you still count against the roster. So why bother? Well, the reason you bother is putting a guy on active NFI or PUP, What that does, if you do it before start of training camp, you have to do it before training camp starts. And if you do, it leaves open the option of putting them on reserve PUP or reserve NFI when the season starts, and then they would miss up to six or at least six games. Um, So that's probably good news, but it is leaving open the possibility that he won't be ready at the start or near the start of the season. But the other part of that that's good news is that's the only guy that was on the list, at least so far, right? Like, I, was, I wasn't sure what was going to happen with DeMar Dotson. I would say that's pretty good news that, at least as of today on Tuesday, with the first practice a couple days away, he hasn't been put on any sort of list. You know, he's returning from that in that knee procedure he had in the spring. And, that's a really great and point. And he had a really good year last year, and, uh, you know, I know they want him anchoring that right side of the line. So uh, hopefully that's good news. No news is good news. Is right,
0: yeah, here. that's a great point. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, get, get us started here with these questions. David said uh, he wants to know what the running back situation is looking like this early and if we can tell anything so far.
1: Well, camp hasn't started yet, so we just have to rewind to what we saw in uh, – in the spring and in that June mini camp, and, and as we said at the time, there's only so much you can tell because they're not hitting each other. They don't have pads on. So every run looks like a 40-yard touchdown right, right, yeah. But Ronald Jones looked quick, as you would expect. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Peyton Barber, he's more of a bruising-style runner anyway, so maybe you don't necessarily see him at his best until the pads go on. He's a guy that seemed to me very good at not losing yards and gaining a couple extra yards after contact. I think those are two skills of his. So that's hard to see when right. they're not hitting each other when the pads aren't on. So we'll probably have a better answer for that in a couple of weeks. I tend to believe you're going to end up with some mix, and I don't know if it's going to be 60-40 or 70-30 or something like that, of snaps. Most of the carries between Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber. And then you got Jack Wiz who can do anything for you. And then Charles Sims hopefully can continue and when he's been at his best in his career. He's been a real good pass catcher out of the backfield. So okay.
0: Yeah. That's a great point. Uh, Wes has an interesting question. Uh, he said, I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you, th- he says, do you think the bucks let Quan see the open market or lock him up a few weeks into the season? Like they did with McCoy and David.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I would, you know, the, th- the difference between those guys, well, at least with McCoy is that he was a first run draft pick. Um, and, Yeah, you know, I'd just be guessing at this point. I would think they'd be motivated to get him locked up. I I think that they consider him a core player they want to keep around for a long time. I also think you look at Quan Alexander and think as good as he's been and he made the Pro Bowl last year, I don't think he's really reached his full potential yet. And so – you know, you kind of knew exactly what you had with Gerald McCoy and Levante David, which was awesome. With, Le- with Quan, there's probably some more untapped potential there. I would think the team would be motivated to try to lock him up before it became an issue. Okay. Assuming he's motivated to stay here. Right, as well. of I, course. I guess, I guess that he is.
0: Yes, I think that's fair to say. Um, Jeff said, do you think Vita Veo will start right away? Hmm. Hmm.
1: I might have to fall back on my, uh, my cop-out answer on, on these, some of these things, that it may not necessarily be that important if you consider him a starter. You know, uh, you have Bo Allen, who would be the obvious other choice to start next to Gerald McCoy. Uh, which one's going to actually be starting right at the beginning? You know, t- coaches tend to default at the beginning to the veteran. So if there's no depth chart at this time of the year. But I bet if the Bucks put out a depth chart, you don't have to do that until the week of the first game. Right. They would probably put Bo Allen as the veteran and a very good player in his own right, already proven, as the starter next to McCoy and put, v, put Vita Vea behind them. But is it? how much is that really going to matter? Is The point is who's going to get the most snaps and in what situations, and that's something they still have to figure out. It's a good problem to have, to have that three-man. There's other defensive tackles too, but the main three-man rotation of Gerald McCoy and Vita Vea and Bo Allen looks really good to me.
0: Yeah, that's a really great point. Uh, we had someone ask uh, if we can get the Allie and Donovan podcast back, which I don't know if we're ready to quite – announce exactly what's happening but well, i'll just say good, right? i'll just say stay tuned yeah. for that possibility that's a nice little tease right there i'm uh, like uh, i don't know it's if gonna
1: I... be good you're gonna like it yes yeah, so there we're... is an alley the, in donovan the,
0: the answer works, right? to that question is something i think that if you're asking that question you're gonna like the you're answer. gonna like can uh, i plug something while we're here sure now, yes this oh, is all yeah. just
1: just a little tease as well because it hasn't been announced yet but there is going to be a new bu- podcast on buccaneers.com i'm going to be involved with it um i've already lined up a really cool guest for the first one which will be not this week, but next week. We don't know. We haven't decided on the exact day yet. But sometime next week, middle of next week, look for a new podcast. Uh, I hope you're going to like it. We're, we're hoping it becomes a big thing. That's going like really to be a really fun one. I'm very excited.
0: Can't wait till we can officially announce yeah. that one as well. Probably next week. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, one of your favorite questions we safety. get. Uh, actually, it's, it's not. It's the, I guess second. The second that's most not, likely.
1: It's not. I think I'm getting this right. To T- call that a favorite question. Yeah.
0: With the sarcasm dripping, <laughs> I think. Uh, T- I think this is Tijan. Tijan is maybe the name here. I'm mm-hmm. sorry if I'm butchering that. Uh, he wants to know who's going to start at corner
1: mm. this year. We do that a lot, too. Yes. Well, uh, Brent Grimes. Yes. He just said corner. He That's didn't, he, he didn't just say one. which it one. Was a, it was a single. Okay, then
0: I will <laughs> elaborate on the question and ask who else. Oh,
1: boy. All right, so let's run down the candidates. Ryan Smith is essentially the incumbent, having started the most games there last year. Uh, Vernon Hargraves is, in a sense, somewhat of an incumbent himself. Uh, he started last season and played almost every defensive snap as a rookie in 2016. Uh, he, you know, he had the injury, the hamstring issues, and he had actually been moved into the slot role uh, right before he got hurt and never came back from that hamstring injury. And they liked the look of him there, and he's been playing that a lot in the uh, in in the offseason. And we'll see if they continue with that. He looked like he was looking good in the slot. Now, Coach Cutter said early in the offseason that he was going to get an opportunity, Hargraves that is, to to compete for both inside and outside work. And that means he could, if it goes perfectly for him, start on the outside in base packages and then move into the slot. And then you bring in ryan smith or carlton davis or mj stewart one guy that looked really good in in camp was carlton davis um you know i think mj stewart was a little slowed by injuries but carlton davis got a lot of first team snaps brink grimes wasn't in every practice and there were some other guys that are banged up ryan smith i think was banged up for a little while so uh he got a lot of look a lot of snaps with the first team and looked good so he'd be a prime candidate um boy i'd just be guessing at this point maybe i'd say vernon hargers in the slot and Carlton Davis on the outside opposite Brent Grimes. But I also think that they're going to find a way to use probably most of those guys, MJ Stewart and Davis and all the guys I mentioned in some way or another, they'll all be needed by the end of the season. It happens that way every year. I'm certain of it.
0: Yeah. Um, We have a question from Russell here that I think is going to be interesting. How many times we're going to evolve our answer to this as we get to watch people out Mm -hmm. at practice a little bit more. He wants to know how JPP is going to get utilized on the D line. And I think that's the topic that, Uh, will be fun, not only for him, but everybody, because we heard Brinson Buckner really emphasizing that they're not a D-end or a D-tackle, like they're a defensive lineman, that he was really emphasizing this idea that, like, hey, don't think you're just one... Spot And we saw some guys doing some things we didn't Mm -hmm. maybe expect to see a little bit in minicamp.
1: Yeah, like Vinnie Curry and some guys like that moving inside. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I mean, I think the base answer is he'll probably be your starting left end. They want to have eight or nine guys active and guys that they like that they'll be shuffling in and out a lot. They want a deep rotation to keep everybody fresh like Philadelphia did very uh, effectively last year. And so that means a guy like JPP who played more snaps than any defensive lineman in the league last year may not get quite as many snaps as he did last year, but I still think he's going to be a guy that's on the field – as much as anybody in terms of all those guys in the rotation. So I think he's, he's your starting left end. I don't really know if they have plans for him on the inside yet, but at the very least he's like an every down type of left end who's a good pass rusher but also stout against the run. So I would just say starting left end and probably getting the most snaps of anybody except maybe Gerald McCoy.
0: Uh, Ken has a question that is one we've talked about that we're going to be interested to see. Um, we've talked about the idea of how a uh, coach is going to deploy the quarterbacks in preseason, knowing that you have to prepare two of them. Yeah, tough. Ken asked specifically about how you think that's going to go in practice in terms of who takes snaps with first versus second yeah. team and how often.
1: Well, again, if you were, if you're writing down, you know, what are the big questions of training camp going into it that we're going to see the answers to, that would be one of them. But I don't think we can give you the exact answer on that yet. We will have a better feel for it a week from now, but I do think, you're going to have to have more of a split between Jameis Winston, and I suppose right now the you know, the other obvious choice is Ryan Fitzpatrick, more so than you would normally have. They're going to have to share the first-team snaps mm-hmm. a little bit more, because as we said before, if, say it's Ryan Fitzpatrick, I, I don't mean to discount Ryan Griffin, but right. just say it's Ryan Fitzpatrick right. who's going to be starting the first three games while Jameis is un- unavailable, um, you obviously have to prepare him. He's got to be ready to go for day one, but... Jameis can practice and play in the preseason games, and he can practice in training camp, but he can't be with the team during those three weeks. So if you're going to get him prepared for to come back shortly after uh, his suspension is over, then you have to prepare him in camp in the preseason. You, right. you can't wait. Uh, so the, and the other interesting half of that question is exactly how the transition will go when Jameis does come back. You know, the, there's three weeks and then there's a game at Chicago, which he would be eligible to return for. And then there's a bye week. So how do you work that? Right. You know, who starts game four? Um,
0: I'm and sure th-
1: that's a question that's going to be asked
0: of coach. I'm Repeatedly sure. Repeatedly. Yes. Um, we partially answered this, but I, I figured if, if he's asking, there's probably some other people wondering as well that Greg wanted to know uh, if Jameis is able to practice, even though he's suspended for three games and what about preseason can he play and so what are the rules with suspension in terms of preseason and then once the suspension that's what i was just talking about right
1: he can he can practice and play in the preseason games without limitation uh once you get to the first regular season week leading up to it so it'd be like monday of that week not you know, he can't practice all the week leading up to game one and he's he can't guys that are suspended can't be at the facility working with the team, so he won't be able to practice then. And that's why we were saying it makes for a more difficult task in preparing two quarterbacks for the start of the season.
0: Uh, Sebastian said, is there a chance the Bucks get in the safety market? There are still a few left.
1: Is that really necessary? I mean we've we've been talking, we keep being asked who's gonna start because there seem to be a good at least four candidates to start just like last year right. right um so i'm not sure that's particularly necessary i would be surprised i mean we spent a draft pick on one and we spent a second round draft pick on another one it would seem to me you're trying to form your starting safety duo in, in the long run i'm not discounting guys like chris conti and keith handy but you know jordan whitehead and and um justin evans would seem like your long-term answer there and you've got good depth as well uh the so You know, we did just sign a rookie safety to sort of round out the the depth chart, so I would be surprised if that happened.
0: All right. Well, that's going to do it for us here on Buccaneers Insider Live. wanted to let everyone know we will be doing live shows during several of the training camp practices. They're going to be during the ones that they have pads on so that there's definitely some action. They're going
1: to be longer, right? And they're going
0: to be longer shows than this. We're kind of alternating. Some of them are going to be around 20 to 30 minutes. Some of them more like 45. Uh, We're going to try and occasionally have a guest on with us. And also we're uh, continuing what we do here where we take your questions. So you're going to be able to see a little bit of the training camp action behind us. We're going to try and pan over a few times. There are some restrictions about what we can and can. Show, but uh, for some, the times that you can't make it out to practice, you'll at least get to see a little bit of the action going on with us. And so they can us ask us what's going and, on, oh, be nice any general questions of what's happening. So yeah, this is going to be we're, we're doing it a little bit differently this year. If you watched in years past, it was always kind of before practice started, maybe a little bit at the beginning. But some now of it's it
1: inside and some of this. Some outside, of the, right? some of them are going
0: to be inside and outside. So you'll get a little bit of a, an idea of what the get indoor can, looks like. Get to
1: see us sweat. Ex- yes,
0: we will definitely you'll, you'll get to watch us just suffering out there. <laughs> as much as we talked about, we're not allowed to complain compared to the players. Yeah Uh, But, yeah, that's going to do it for us this week. Make sure you tune back in for all of the live shows we're doing during training camp and have a great rest of your week.